our history as the people of God is is defined by a couple of major turning points along the way when God gave very clear definition to his good purposes for humanity. And perhaps one of the most crucial of those is when he passed over the homes of the Israelites and brought them out of slavery to Egypt all in the same night. That's the story from Exodus chapter 12, and I want to start reading with you in verse 3. In verse 3, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. They sh- then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. And then continue reading at the end of verse 11. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, And I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am Yahweh. The blood, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague will befall you or destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And then here's the line that will keep the memory of this event with them forever. Verse 14, this day shall be for you a memorial day and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Now, as you go through the rest of the chapter, the rest of it tells about how God did exactly what he promised He took the lives of all the firstborn creatures in the land of Egypt, but he passed over the houses of Israel, the houses of the Hebrews, because they had put the blood on the door frames. And that blood stood between them and death entering into their lives. It really was a turning point in the story between God and his people when he gave, he left no question as to whether he intends good for his people. He saved them from destruction and death, and he brought them out into a whole new life. Now, if we go from there and we fast forward way down the Bible's timeline, we come to the night when Jesus was arrested and tried and crucified, and the whole thing takes place on the night that the Hebrews are keeping this commandment from God. They're keeping this Passover as a memorial day. All four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all tell that the Passover, that Jesus was participating in the Passover with his 12 disciples on the night that he was betrayed and crucified. And on the same night when the Passover lambs were killed, when they were being sacrificed as a testament to God saving his people, in that same time frame, Jesus himself was taken and killed. I really enjoy thinking about the connections between the events of the Old Testament 
and, and their fulfillment, really a, a, a new level of, of seeing that reality in the life of Jesus and the life of his people. And so you can make lots and lots of connections, and they are profound connections between the Passover and between Jesus' crucifixion. Jesus is described by plenty of other parts of the Bible as the Lamb of God, the same creature that was sacrificed on the night of Passover. And Jesus was the sacrifice whose blood protects his people from death's power over us. And then I think the one that brings it the closest to us as we sit in this room today to eat the Lord's Supper, just like the Hebrews ate the body of the lamb that they sacrificed. God told them to roast it and eat it. And we'll talk more in just a second about how they were to eat it. But he told them to do that. Jesus, when he had taken bread and had given thanks, broke it and he gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so just like our Hebrew ancestors in the faith, we eat the body of the lamb that was killed to protect us from destruction and death. And we do that every Sunday here in communion. When we come to these times, I think it's right and healthy for us to envision ourselves among those who ate around the table with Jesus at that Passover feast. Just imagine yourself sitting there at that table where Jesus provides bread for his disciples. And we come together today and we, have, we will eat the bread that he has given for us. They had the fruit of the vine on the table at Passover that night. And we today will drink from the fruit of the vine that he has given to us. And we don't have a lamb on the table today because we eat in the presence of the lamb. We are with Christ the finest Passover lamb, the most perfect of all Passover lambs that was ever offered to God. And so we thank God for the gift of the lamb's blood that allows the wrath of God to pass over us. In spite of our sin, in spite of the death and destruction that we deserve, the lamb's blood allows that to pass over us. Now, one more connection between the Passover and the Supper of the Lord. If you go back into the chapter, you look again at verse 14. We get this little reminder. These are, these are the instructions from God. In this manner you shall eat the Passover, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in a hurry. Eat it in haste. Why? Because that was the night God was going to let them go from the land of Egypt. And He told them, when you sit down to dinner, you be ready to go at the end of dinner. Be ready to get out of there. And in fact, in fact, as he told them, y'all basically be ready to run. That's exactly what happened. He set them free from Egypt in the middle of the night. And the Bible tells us later in the chapter that when it happened, the Egyptians were basically shoving them across the borders of Egypt. Y'all go. We don't, we don't want to die at the hand of your God. Get out of our land. And so that's why when they ate the Passover and when they did it for generations after this, they were ready to be free of sin and death and to be on the way to God's promised land. They ate ready for that. And it's the same for us with the, the supper that Christ has given us. We ought to be ready to go when we eat, brothers and sisters. 
We ought to be dressed and ready for action because this is the jump off point, right? This is when we gather and then we and then we are deployed out into the world to do the work of Jesus. We ought to be ready not to be entangled in sin anymore. We're walking out of its borders. We're leaving it behind completely. Every time we eat this meal, it is a reminder that we are set free from sin and we're leaving it and we're not coming back. And in addition to that, every time we eat, it ought to remind us that we're ready to go to God's promised land. That's what it was for them. Y'all eat this in a hurry. Have your sandals on. Have your belt on. Have that staff ready to walk. Because we are ready to go from this world of death and destruction into the promised land of life and blessing that God has for us. And so eat this morning, brothers and sisters, with a grateful heart, with gratitude toward God for showing us in no uncertain terms that His purposes for us are to do good and not evil all the days of our lives. And let's be reminded that we, like our ancient ancestors in the faith, are ready to go where God has called us to go. Let's commune with Christ and each other, remembering these wonderful gifts from God this morning.